0: Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. So privileged, such a privilege to be with you this morning. Great to have Edna and myself with Marius and Linda in this congregation. Like you said, the history goes far back and the memories are great. Friendship and relationship that have gone through good and challenging times and have stood the test of time by the grace of God. Amen? Uh, I want to share a word with you. I haven't got much time. They said to me, you better make sure that you're short and sweet. But I want to just remind you, this afternoon we're going to lay hands on Maurice and Linda and celebrate the gift that has been given to the body and lay hands on them and release them. This morning I want to just take a few minutes, just nothing that I'm going to say is new, you haven't heard, but I just want to remind you this morning who you are and who God has called you to be. I want to talk to you about being a kingdom, Apostolic prophetic people. Being a kingdom, apostolic prophetic people. You know, Jesus, when he came into the earth, did many things, but one of the things that he proclaimed boldly and freely is a scripture out of Luke chapter 4, verse 43. When he was preaching and the people tried to keep him in a specific city, didn't want him to leave, he said to them, I need to go to all the other cities. So I may preach this message of the kingdom to the other cities also. For this purpose, listen carefully, he says, for this purpose, I've been sent. I I must preach this gospel, this good news of the kingdom, because for this purpose, I've been sent. Kingdom of God is wonderful. Jesus never came to start a religion, came to preach the kingdom of God, to establish the kingdom of God in people's hearts and to uh, advance the kingdom of God upon the face of the earth. Very, very important that we understand that. And, and as a people, we need to understand it. Because you see, what we did this morning, I'm going to repeat some of this this afternoon, but what we're do, doing this morning is reminding you that we are called with for a kingdom purpose with an apostolic mandate, and you cannot fulfill that with an pastoral wineskin. In other words, what we can't do is we can't just get people saved, get them into a building and a program, get them a little bit disciple and get them out to get more, but we are here to infiltrate all the mountains of the kingdom and infiltrate society with the good news of the kingdom of God, not just the message of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so kingdoms really means the governance and the rule of God that result in his reign in and over our lives. Can I say that again? The kingdom of God is really the rule and the governance of God that result in Matthew six, and he says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." The challenge, the invitation to you and me, is really to bring my life and all that I am and all that I have into submission under the governance and the rule of God, so that He can, I can benefit. Through his kingdom, amen. Can I say that again? So, when he says, Seek ye first the kingdom, it really is an invitation for me. It's not, it's not so much in seeking, in searching, and finding something that is afar off, but when he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, there's the invitation where he says, You're either going to trust the systems of this world or you're going to trust the systems of God. Because you see the governance of God, the rulership of God, is the ways, the mannerisms, the conduct, the behavior, the values, the culture of God and his kingdom. And God says, my ways are not your ways. And when you come into the kingdom of God, I take out the heart of stone and I change you into somebody and someone totally different, and and, and you become a man and a woman that, that walk in the values and the principles, the ways, the mannerisms, the conducts and the behaviors that's different. That's why Paul writes this. He says, he says, I want you to know that, 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 that we are different from the world. And so when, when Matthew writes, he says, Seek ye first, he says, I want there's an invitation for you and me to, to submit. All that we are and all that we have to the governance and the rule of God. That means spiritually, physically, mentally, socially, family, and financially. I know that God has covered it all. He explains in His Word how to, how to do my spiritual life, how to renew my mind, how to make sure that my body is the temple of God, how to be a friend so that I can have a friend socially. He tells me how to do family and He tells me how to be a good steward. He says, "If I seek first to do it my way. And he says, when you seek to do it my way, all these other things that you're concerned about will be yours. Not just do we seek to, to submit ourselves to the rule and the governance of God, but we trust that the outworking. You see, the, the Habakkuk writes about it. He says, there's going to come a day where the world will be filled with the knowledge. Come on, somebody help me. Knowledge of the glory of the Lord like the waters cover the sea. Do you remember the song we sing? May your glory cover the world as the waters cover the sea. It says there's going to come a time where the world will be covered with the knowledge of the glory. That word glory is the word weightiness or weight or heaviness or imprint. See, when we come in under the kingdom of God, when we submit ourselves to the rule and the governance of God in every area of our lives, when we find out what God's word says about these areas that I've just mentioned, when we submit to do it His ways and we allow Him to influence us, the weightiness of who God, the totality of God's personality, the totality of God's character, and the weightiness of that has an imprint on my marriage, has an imprint on my business, has an imprint on my, on my social circle, has got an imprint on, on, on my life in such a way that it leaves me as a representative and a reflection of the goodness and the glory of God. So when, when Jesus touched your life, He doesn't just save us. He wants to impact our lives in such a way that in every area and every facet, our lives represent reflect and is a representation that is affected who we are so so you see glory is not just something that we sing about it's not just the cloud in and it can be not just a cloud when we worship God together and we had sweet worship this morning and there's a cloud in the building the glory means the impact that we allow God to make on every area of our lives. And when we allow that to do, we are kingdom people. We are people that, that, that are seeking and searching for something different in the world. And God calls us to be a kingdom people. Now the kingdom of God manifests, that, that glory of God manifests itself in culture. In other words, the way that we live. See, we are not just here to get saved, miss hell and make heaven. We are here to influence community and established because we are a kingdom people, a kingdom culture. And and culture affects different, you you know when we go to different nations, we've had the privilege with them and and Edna myself with many other people to travel the world, preaching and ministering in other parts of the world. And one of the exciting things is when you get to another nation is to touch culture. And culture expresses itself in many ways. It's got a language, it's got music, it shows itself in its food, and behavior and traditions and dress code. Amen? Do, do you not understand when Paul writes in Romans chapter 12 when he says, do not be conformed to this world. He says, if, 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 you have been, if you've been submitted to and yielded all that you are in every area of your life to God and allow His weightiness, His glory, His, His creativity and His, and His goodness and His power to impact your life, He says, don't don't look at the world for guidance and help and and try to compete with them. He says, rather be conformed into his image, he says, because creativity and skill and ability is going to manifest in all these areas. You know that somebody has been impacted by the kingdom of God by what comes out of their mouth. Come on now, somebody, can do you say amen in this church? Life and death is in the power of the tongue, Amen power of your words and so if we've been impacted it affects the way we eat it affects the way we dress it affects i say to us i was with an architect the other day he's helping us to do something and he's not saved and i said to him you know what you need to really draw on the greatest architect of the universe you can you are brilliant but you can go another five levels up you just need to allow the the weightiness of god to impact your creativity come on Amen. And so I want to say to you this morning, you are called not just to be saved. I need to make this short. I'm running out of time. What I, quarter two, must be done. Can I have another 10 minutes? I was going to take it anyway. I just wanted to make sure that you're okay. <laughs> so I want to just say to you, to Miss Hell, are doing this morning? You are a kingdom people. You are not just saved to Miss Hell. You are saved to allow God to make an imprint and an impact on your life in such a way that affects every facet of your life. Listen carefully then. And then for you to turn around and make an impact wherever you live. See, the question that I ask people and the question that we need to ask ourselves constantly all the time is this. Can the situation, can the business or the family that I'm part of, can the school where I teach, can the practice where I work, Take on a brand new identity, a new attitude, and a new way of behavior because I'm there. Can I take on a new set of values when we surrender to the king and of, king of the kingdom and usher in ways, values, and principles until the whole earth is full and until the whole staff or wherever I'm working practice, the family, the school is full of the weightiness or the impact that the Spirit of God can make through me where I work. I, I said that to my, to my one daughter. I say that to people often. She's a teacher, and I remember when she went teaching, and she had some difficult characters in her class because they played with the eldest children, and, uh, and I said to her, when you stand in the class, never address the personality. Remember, there's something greater behind that. Don't, 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 don't let the, the behavior affect you. And I said, So when you come into the class, remember what Jesus said. Say to the class, Good morning, class. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is with you. Kingdom has come. And then you ask Jesus, how do you teach those children? Because you see, it is not the subject that's It's what you carry in your heart, that's the issue, because one plus one is two in any religion. It's what you carry in your heart to make an impact. And and every time that we allow the kingdom to impact us, we in turn turn away and influence society with what we stand for. So therefore, as Marius has said this morning, and let me just open there quickly, I haven't got too much time. How do we go? We go with an apostolic mandate. We are all apostolic people. Now we are people that are there are people that are called in a specific office to fulfill a specific uh, a function and role in that office. But we are all called as sent people. That simply means that God sends us out. Now one of the most amazing things that I wonder whether you realize that or thought about that, at the time of Jesus, when he walked the face of the earth, and he did everything in, uh, upside down, you know, when he came in, he, he never came in with swords and tanks, he came in with a different spirit, so he said, my kingdom is not of this world, if it was, I would have called in a legion of angels, take my men, and we would fight these things in a physical way, but now my kingdom is not, my kingdom works from the inside out, It's going to affect your heart in such a way that the way that you do work, the way that you behave, the attitude that you have where you are will affect people supernaturally and change their minds and their hearts. Amen? He says, I'm going to send you. And at the time when he speaks to the disciples and influences them with a different set of values and a different way of doing life, he's about to send them. And if you really think about it, because he comes out of that Jewish-Israeli background, Jesus should have called his disciples, disciples, priests, rabbis, or shepherds. Did you thought about that? Because the word apostle was a Greek secular word. And what Jesus was saying is, he says, right now I want you to look at what's happening around you. And we're living in and amongst the, the Roman Romans and the Roman Empire influenced in every area by them and the way that they govern and lead. And this says what they are doing, the word apostolic, apostolous, means to be sent with a mandate, to be separated with a specific mandate to represent where you come from. Listen carefully now. You've been separated for a specific area that to represent who you are sent from. To impact the area that you send sent to with the values, the ways, and the mannerisms and the conduct that you bring with you. So that the people that have been overtaken takes on the nature and the behavior of those that have overtaken them. You see, you can't change. I say that to people. When you go and study, to be an accountant or to be a building contractor or to be a banker or a teacher. Teaching is Teaching. Building is building. And what motivates you on the inside and the value that you carry on the inside determines how you do what you do and who you do it for. So he says, listen, when you go into the construction arena, when you go into the banking arena, I want you to go as a sent one. And I want you to go and influence the instruction. Now, I know, you know, I've I've been in the construction for many years. You know, they, they speak there in strange tongues. Not in heavenly tongues. I know people that are in the mining industry. I've worked with them trying to work out how can we adjust and change things to be kingdom-focused and kingdom-orientated. They speak even at another level of strange languages. And how to go in there and ask God for a strategy, wisdom, and insight, how you influence in behavior by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, those around you. Somebody said to me the other day, it's very difficult to be a Christian. I said, it's not difficult to be a Christian. It's impossible. You need the Holy Spirit and a changed life. Amen? And so Jesus is saying to his disciples, I'll tell you what we're going to do. What they do to us, we're going to do to them. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you with the things that you've learned from me over the last 10, 20 Jesus, there was three years with his disciples. For Marius and Linda, it's 10, 23 years. The things that we've taught you about the kingdom, about who you are, about the fact that you have got a platform where you work, and that's your platform of influence. That's where you need to make a difference. That's where you need to go with the Holy Ghost grace, with the Holy Ghost anointing, and trust God, even at times when they resist you in its heart, to, to, to respond in an opposite spirit, to get God, God's wisdom and influence. He says, I'm going to send you and I'm going to keep you there until you have so influenced that something breaks open, ticks over, or gets understood about behaving differently and hearts get changed from the inside out and they make a decision. Amen? I, I pray for somebody once. Came to me and said to me, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. It's very difficult where I work. It's a terrible place. The people are cursing and swearing, and, and I'm the only Christian there, and I, and I don't know what to do. I want another job. Won't you pray for me, please? I said, I'll pray for you. Person came forward, said, Lift your hands, close your eyes. Lift their hands, they closed their eyes. I said, Father, I thank you for. I can't remember whether it was a brother or a sister. Thank you for who they are. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for how you have given them this job. And I thank you, Lord, that you'll keep them there another five years. Do you understand what I asked? <laughs> I said, no, I understood. I said, but you God's answer to the problem. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask him for a fresh anointing and ridiculous insight. I'm going to ask him for favor like you've never had before. I'm going to ask God to give you the time to show up early and stay late. Come on now, somebody. Somebody say amen on that one. I said, you, you, you show up early and you, and you leave late. When everybody else is out, you sweep something that they say, you know, when the day comes that I fire this whole lot, I can fire him and her and him and him, and her, but I can't fire this guy. He comes early, he leaves late, he sweeps, he does things that he's not supposed to do. I'm not even paying him for that. I said, I want you to influence, I'm going to pray for an anointing. Say to the person next to you, I'm so glad I always come early and I leave late. (laughs) Not, Not only... Not only are we sent by Jesus himself, you see, you need to understand where you are is your ministry, where you are is an honor and a privilege, where you are is the extension of the kingdom, and it's, you are a sent one. You, you can draw on God, you can ask God for supernatural grace, and you can ask God for insight when you've got some knucklehead that you work with. But not just only that, you're also a prophetic people. That Jesus says this, he says you are a prophetic people. I'm closing with this. He says... I'm going to give you my spirit. He will lead and guide you in all truth. He says, to be honest, in John 10, he says, when you come into this kingdom of mine, my sheep hear my voice. You know, one of the most amazing things that I've realized over the years is that anybody can hear the voice of God. Did you know that? Samuel heard God's voice. He was nine years old, man. I mean, he he didn't get it clear the first time that the voice came, but he heard the voice. Because he said to Eli, did you call me? He says, no, I do not call you. By the third time he got it right, he says, oh, it's God that's calling you, man. He says, just say, speak, Lord. He said, speak, Lord. And so the Bible is full of that, you know, young girls that were met by the angels, and, but they hear God's voice. Yeah. To be honest, dead people can hear God's voice. Lazarus heard his voice. So if you tell me you can't hear God's voice, you have to be dead, dead. You, you can, you can isn't that amazing? You can hear God's voice. God says, I will, I will let you hear my voice. To be honest, you hear God's voice in the evening when you put the light off and you're about to go to sleep. and Haven't read your Bible yet. It's God. It's not the devil. He doesn't want you to read the Bible. It's not you. You put the light off. And if there's nobody else in the room, it's not your mom and dad. He speaks to you. Little things. And he says this, not just while I speak to you, but he says in John 16, he says, listen carefully, he says, I will lead and guide you into all truth, and I will show you things to come. Isn't that amazing? You see, as you sit here this morning, we are very excited about the honor and the privilege of anointing somebody for a new phase of ministry. Like Mario said so well, they're not retiring or quitting. They're going to be here. They're just stepping into another function, into a new lane as a kingdom apostolic prophetic people who release a kingdom apostolic uh, office so that they can go and do what God's called them to do and stimulate and stir other churches and encourage other believers in the meantime here I want to pray a prayer this morning for some kingdom people I want to pray a prayer this morning for you as a beautiful congregation to say, Father, for, forgive me if I for a moment thought that all we do is come together to listen to a sermon, sing a song, and go home. We are a kingdom people. We, we, are, we are sitting right here in an in in apostolic wine skin. Uh, we, we care for people. We, we nurture them and care for them and have compassion, and we'll shepherd the people, but we've got a man apostolic kingdom mindset. I'm a kingdom man. I'm a kingdom woman. Wherever I find myself, uh, even if it's at times difficulty, I'm going to pray this morning. I know there's somebody here this morning. uh, I minister just to you. You are in a situation where you almost gave up. It's hard and difficult. But when I said what I said, you said, man, I'm going back on Monday. And when I walk through those front doors and that front gate, I'm going to stand for a moment and say, good morning, whatever it is. The kingdom of God has come and they might greet you with a curse word and some terrible stories, and that's when you know you're exactly at the right place. And ask God for a double shot anointing, some amazing wisdom and insight, not to say a stupid or a religious thing, to say the right thing that will influence them. Not just that, but that you can trust God. I've had that over the years. When I said, God, I don't know what to say to this guy or this woman anymore. Will you give me insight and God will give me a word or show me something about a, 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 a a child that's sick, or somebody that's been struggling, or a word with, and when I share with them and say, "I don't know whether I'm right, but do you mind if I just pray with you?" And I take the hand and I pray, and I start weeping. there' somewhere behind the cement bags. <laughs> then I say to him, "I tell you what you cry, I'll keep chips for you. Don't let anybody see you. Don't have to close your eyes while I'm praying, Just look up in the eye and just say something God in your eye." It's OK. And God would do it. As we pray this morning. I'm commissioning not just Maurice and Linda, I'm commissioning you. And I wonder whether there's somebody in this church building, maybe you've heard this 10 times and you know exactly what it's all about, but there's just one person, maybe just someone that when I preach what I preach this morning, you know it's for you. And you're not going to get despondent, you will not get discouraged, because God says, I've called you for my kingdom, I want to send you, and I want to give you prophetic insight what to do, so that you can represent me. And then I close with this, and Jesus says, just like I sent, you Father sent me, I send them. I know the world hates them, I know the world doesn't like them, nevertheless, I don't ask you to take them out of the world Because they're in this world, but not off the world. But I send them into this world, and I'm going to be with them. And don't you be scared or fearful, because I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. I don't know who it is this morning, but there's somebody that I need to pray for, because God wants to also commission you this morning on your mandate and your call into this city and the area that you are. And if that's you this morning, will not you just stand up because I just like to link arms with you in the Spirit and pray with you. So I want to commission somebody this morning. If that's you, will not you stand this morning? I want to pray for you. Because God wants to do something new and fresh for you. You're called. You're anointed. You're appointed by God. Father, I thank you for this beautiful church. Thank you for a, a kingdom people, a people that are called to, to make a difference. People that yield and submit themselves willingly and intentionally to the rulership and the governance of the Heavenly Father. To make an imprint, put a weightiness on who they are, what they do, and how they influence those around them. Father, I pray that when you send them, even at times when it's amongst the wolves, that they will not lose heart and get despondent or discouraged. But they'll take heart out of their intimacy with you and their and their relationship with you that you will never leave nor forsake them. And God, when they get stuck, I thank you that they are prophetic people that hear your voice and get insight and understanding as to what to do so that this church will be filled with testimonies of people that have gone out to make a difference for Jesus. Lord, be glorified in through this church. We ask you that in Jesus' name. I send you in Jesus' name. Go and make a difference. God bless you.